You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season 3. How do you know how your love story will end? Will it end beautifully and romantically with happiness? Will it end in sadness and tragedy? Or will it be somewhere down the middle? Most people wish they knew, but there is a test that you can implement that might raise your percentages for a happy ending. I'm going to tell you about it in the next seven minutes. I made an unfair promise to myself growing up. I promised myself I would never get divorced. Now, looking at the data that's out there, the most recent statistic that I read was that nearly 40% of marriages in the U.S. end in divorce. And frankly, I don't know how the other 60%, how those marriages are doing if everybody's happy. My point, though, is to hedge my bet on essentially a 50-50 shot puts me in a vulnerable position. And so when I was trying to navigate through the separation from my first wife, I was in freaking shambles. I felt like I failed. And it was also so painful because my parents' divorce was so painful. Again, respect to all parties. My parents are human, but it was like shattered freaking glass inside and outside the house. I'm nearly 40 years old. I'm still feeling it. So all I could think was, oh, that's how it's going to go. And so my number one priority when my first wife and I were separating was to make the transition so easy, so seamless so full of compassion and love and grace for my daughter as possible. I, I knew I couldn't pretend that it wasn't happening. I just wanted to make the best of it. I wanted to turn a bad situation into at least a good situation in, in, in the best way that I could for her. And frankly, I think we did a pretty good job and I'm proud of what we have done and how we've been able to work as co-parents from that moment. And my daughter was one when we got divorced until now. She's turning 10 this year. So for almost a decade, I think we've done a pretty good job. But at the time when I was getting separated, when I was looking out at my future relationships, like what was love going to be like for Aaron in the future? I made another promise to myself. I promised myself I would never get married again because I didn't want to go through that again. I couldn't bear that pain and the broken promises and the pain for the other person and all the stuff. I just couldn't do it. So I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'll have relationships because I, you know, I can, I can do that. It's no problem, but I'm not going to take that next step. Maybe I'll have a partner, long-term partner, whatever, but I'm never going to get too close again. I said this to myself and then freaking Corey comes along and sweeps me off my feet with her one-liner movie charm. She got me. And really, I've told a ton of other stories on this podcast, as you know, if you're a regular listener. But if you haven't, go back. I've told stories about us taking a road trip to get frozen yogurt. I knew then. I told stories about us going to the ER and her showing compassion. I knew then. I told stories about going to, to the cardiologist, and I could tell then. So this podcast is full of our love stories, really centering around when I knew that we were going to be together long-term. I could just feel it. I could sense this could be my life partner for the long haul. 
But here's the thing. I said I would never get married again. What am I going to do? If only there was a test I could implement, something that could help me know for sure whether I could take that next step. Then it hits me. A Bronx Tale. The movie. A Bronx Tale. If you haven't seen this movie, you got to see this movie full of life lessons. It's incredible. Here's the quick and dirty of it. It was originally written and performed as a one-person play by the actor Chaz Palminteri. Now, Chaz performed this as a theater piece, won a ton of awards. It gets written as a screenplay. It then gets picked up, turned into a movie. Chaz stars as one of the movie's main characters, Sonny, a mob boss in the Bronx. Robert De Niro, who also stars in the movie but directs it too, he stars as the main character's father, who's a bus driver, kind of living the straight and narrow life. And the centerpiece of the movie is this young kid named Caligero. C, they call him for short, because, you know, Caligero. So C is this young kid growing up, coming of age story. And as C is growing up, he obviously is learning from his father, but he's got kind of a chaotic relationship with his dad, played by De Niro. And he befriends and has a mentor-mentee kind of relationship with Sonny, the mob boss. C and Sonny are talking about life and relationships. They're taking a drive. And C goes, listen, I got this girl I really like. And Sonny goes, listen, you better make sure you know because you only get three great ones, three women in your life that are truly the great ones. And C goes, I think she might be one of the great ones. And Sonny goes, well, I have a test for you so that you'll know for sure. Sonny goes, it's the door test. And I thought to myself, yes, why didn't I think about this? The door test, I had seen it a thousand times. I got to implement it. This could give me the extra sense of security that I was really looking for to take this next step. But listen, before I tell you what happens, I got to tell you what the door test is in case you don't know. So I'm actually going to read it directly from the script here. I'm going to get my phone. And this is Sonny saying this. He's talking to C. He goes, all right, here's the door test. Listen to me. You pull up in your car right where she lives, right? And before you get out of the car, you lock both doors. Then you get out of the car. You walk over to her. You bring her over to the car and you dig out the key. You put it in the lock and you open the door for her. This is the passenger door. Then you let her get in. Then you close the door. Then you walk around the back of the car and look through the rear window. Now, if she doesn't reach over and lift up that button so that you can get in on the driver's side, then you dump her and you dump her fast. Why? Because it's only the tip of the iceberg and she's selfish. So picture this. I'm on one of my first dates with Corey. We finished dinner. We're walking in the parking lot towards the car and I know it's the night. I'm going to do the door test. And as we're walking there, I'm thinking to myself, am I crazy for doing this? This is from a movie. But then I realized I had just read a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, a well-researched author. And this examined this phenomenon called thin slicing, which is this evolutionary process that we use. And it's basically what the door test is. It's this initial impression that you have of people and it helps you avoid danger in dangerous situations. Sometimes it can lead to bad things like stereotypes, but other times it can be a real help. So I thought I have the backing of a well-known author as well, not just the Bronx tale. I mean, maybe Sonny was onto something. And so I walk Corey to the passenger side door. I open it. She sits down. I shut the door. I walk around the back of the car and I look through the rear window and it's like a freaking movie in slow motion. She reaches over 
and she unlocks the driver's side door. I jump and I'm like, yes, I'm so happy. And I go and I sit into the driver's seat. I shut the door and I just look at her. She said, what's that look for? I said, you passed the door test. She said, what? I said, I'll tell you on the drive home. And I took her hand. And as we're driving, I'm thinking about all the broken promises I made to myself, all the mistakes I made in the past, all the pain. And for the first time in my life, I didn't regret any of it because without any of that, I wouldn't be right here with her. And I said to myself, I'm done with tests. I'm done with trying to control everything. Look, I can hope for a happy ending, but the only way to get there is to recognize that I have one of the great ones in the car with me. And I just need to drive this beautiful woman home from our wonderful date. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Went. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead. Original music by TJ Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.